0: Welcome to Music Crush, a new music podcast hosted by Flute New Music Consortium. I'm Elizabeth Robinson. And I'm Nicole
1: Reiner. Composer Kevin Day has quickly emerged as one of the leading young voices in the world of music composition today, whose music ranges from powerful introspection to joyous exuberance. Kevin is an internationally acclaimed composer, conductor, and pianist whose music often intersects between the worlds of jazz minimalism, Latin music, fusion, and contemporary classical idioms. Kevin is a winner of the BMI Student Composer Award, a three-time finalist for the ASCAP Morton Gould Young Composer Award, and was considered for the 2022 Pulitzer Prize for his Concerto for Wind Ensemble. He's currently Assistant Professor of Composition at Wilfrid Laurier University in Waterloo, Ontario, Canada, while also pursuing his DMA in Composition from the University of Miami Frost School of Music. He holds an MM in Composition from the University of Georgia and a BM in Performance from Texas Christian University. Evan, welcome to Music Crush.
2: Hello, hello, and um, thank you so, so much. I'm excited to be here.
1: So, how's the doctorate going? What's your dissertation about, or can you tell us?
2: <laughs> the doctorate is going great. I am um, at the ABD point right now, and okay. so I'm I'm g- going to begin on the dissertation, which is luckily a commission that I just announced um, on social media, and so i um, I've been I, I've been commissioned to write an opera, and Ooh. so that opera is is going to be my dissertation, uh pending approval and everything else goes well for all that uh in the next few weeks. But but yeah, that that is coming up. That's that's the biggest project that I have um ever done up to this point. I just received a McDowell fellowship to work on this project, which is amazing. So I'll I'll get to go and do that at the end of this year and have some time to really work on this and 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 you know make it as Good as I can, but it's 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 a really exciting project. I can't share specifics just yet. I am waiting on one one particular press release to come out from the company to to tell everyone what this is before I can. But but yes, I I'm working on that and I'm going to be graduating with the doctorate in May of next year from the University of Miami. And uh I'm excited to to get to the finish line now.
1: Wow. well, congratulations on all of that. And so how long have you been at Wilfrid Laurier
2: now? This is year two. And this this has okay. <laughs> this has happened at the same time of me doing my DMA, which is kind of right. a rarity. I was approached about the job around halfway through my first year at the University of Miami. And then I decided to go for it to see where, just see what happens. And I ended up getting the job. <laughs> so after that, it was a matter of trying to balance being a first year professor while also being a doctoral student and how do you do that because I I've never heard of anyone really doing that at the same time so year two I feel much more prepared I feel like I know what's going on I feel like really good about going into year two and at Laurier I'm going to be continuing as composition professor and also as director of the jazz ensemble so I'm going to be doing that which is going to be fun that is right up my wheelhouse and so I think it's going to be a fun year.
1: I was I was gonna ask. Do you have after getting through this year? Do you have any advice for juggling a new academic appointment with finishing the DMA?
2: You know, it's it's something that is I'm I'm still figuring out. I feel like I don't have it down. <laughs> if I'm being honest, but I try to make sure I'm as organized as possible, and that's been very helpful. And it's been nice just to you know make sure i'm not taking on too much make sure that i i'm saying no to things as much as i'm saying like yes mm-hmm. and just 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 making sure that i'm you know taking care of myself through all this but it's 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 a lot of organization it's a lot of just making sure like i know exactly what i need to do when i need to do it but it it's also interesting being like like going to school in the us and then going to canada and working in canada and and seeing how those two cultures kind of tackled the same problems and how they deal with it. So it's been it's been a it's it's been a very eye-opening year living in Canada and and also being back and forth in the US.
1: Could you elaborate on that at all?
2: Yeah, sure. I mean, it's it's been you know, one of the first things I noticed really is just there are there are cultural differences that I'm picking up in Canada. And then there, there are things that are also kind of similar as to how we do it in the U.S. But I think the big thing for for me has just been I've been really lucky to kind of learn from my colleagues at this school. And um, I, I, I'm the youngest person on the faculty. So like I'm I'm like <laughs> I'm here and I'm like listening to everyone else who's been there you know, much longer. And so I'm learning a lot about how how Canada operates. I'm learning a lot about how they've done things and how they're trying to push towards the future, how they're trying to be progressive and, and pushing towards preparing musicians for the time of now. And so it's just been really wonderful to be part of those conversations and to just just kind of see where this goes. So I'm I, right now like my my first year was a lot of listening and now this second year I'm actually going to be part of these conversations and be involved with with the changes. So I'm I'm really excited for that.
1: Right. I think we're we're gonna circle back to some of those ideas about how to teach for now later in this interview. So that's exciting. I don't always include guests, schools in their bios but I really admired yours. And as, you know, mm. a, a state school person myself, I I loved seeing just good, good, solid American schools in your bio. There's not, there's not a fancy, expensive conservatory in the bunch. <laughs> and I say that with, with great mm. affection. Has that ever felt palpable to you now that you're out in the world and composing more? Do you ever feel like that has either helped or hampered your professional development or created kind of a cultural difference with, with other people?
2: Yeah. I mean, I've, I've always like with, with all three of the schools I've went to, I've always been at a place where they're, they're actively trying to, to help composers and musicians realize their, their, their potential and, and realize, you know, what are their voices that are, that are inside and how to unlock that and how to bring it to the forefront. And so, I mean, with, with each school, with, with every teacher I had, I, 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 I I was just very lucky to like have teachers who like, that was their whole thing. They, they weren't trying to teach me how to write like them. They, they were really trying to get me to unlock, (laughs) you know, what, what was I interested in? What did I want to write? And and you know that that led to just once I figured out like all the possibilities of what you can do, it's just like oh okay. And and so no, I I, I think it's helped me quite a bit. I I went to TCU and then Georgia and then Miami and you know i think for when i was first beginning this academic journey i think part of me did want to be at these other places and these these like higher ups and everything but i think what really helped me was actually talking to my dad because he was like you're you're going to walk your own path and it's not going to be like everyone else's everyone has their own path that they go and so just make the most out of what that looks like for you and so i think that advice was actually very helpful and I just, yeah, I just just wrote <laughs> wrote a lot of music and and tried to collaborate as much as I could. And I love my time at all three places. I think all three had a different lesson to learn and from from mm-hmm. different teachers. and each one has its own charm. But I really enjoyed that, yeah, that 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 whole experience.
1: Oh, that's so inspiring. Thanks, Dad. How did you first get into composing as a student?
2: honestly it was my dad too <laughs> he's the one who got me into writing music yeah my dad was a hip-hop producer in the late 1980s and 90s in Southern California my mom was a gospel singer if uh, from West Virginia and so they were the ones who got me into music because they were always working on music at home or playing it or singing it or whatever and so that's what got me interested and then how I got interested in kind of writing for classical music and then later jazz and other things was through first playing in the wind band. I was a I was a euphonium player, um, although I wanted to mm-hmm. play saxophone. I had too many saxophones already auditioned, so they are like, we're going to put you on a brass instrument, and then I played, and then they put me on euphonium. I ended up loving with it all the music we were playing, and then that led me to join the orchestra on tuba, so, so I was able to translate my knowledge of euphonium to tuba. And then, as a pianist, I I I picked up jazz piano when I was younger, and and kind of took that with me too. So when I got to TCU, I was basically doing three instruments. I was I was very much into performance, and I didn't know that would turn to me wanting to compose until I got into TCU, and then really. My 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 passion for writing grew as uh, time went on, and so that led to me eventually choosing to go the route of composition rather than performance. Although I do performance now, but it's it's really, I think I figured out very quickly composition was was what I love to do, and so I wanted to see how it would be possible to kind of carry that forward.
1: Well, that that really makes your work with Demandre Thurman make. I mean it always makes
2: sense. He's amazing, but but to know Yeah, the
1: mandre, yes. That's fantastic.
2: Yes. He is uh I, I know this question we, we, we have on here, but yeah, he's one of my heroes. I absolutely love him and, and and just that that concerto collaboration we did really changed our lives and it was it was really cool to get to work with, wow. with one of my heroes in wow. a huge Thank way.
1: You. M.C. has contracted you to write a flute and piano work, which is coming uh, 2026. Feels like a long time from now, but I'm sure <laughs> it'll will, be but... here before
2: we know it. Yes. Yeah,
1: <laughs> But before that, you have recently announced another consortium commission for a flute concerto with wind ensemble. Yes. Can you tell us something about that.
2: Yes. So that is going to be written. That's being commissioned by the University of Colorado Boulder for Christina Jennings, who is the professor of flute there. She's been there for, for quite a long time. And the the wind ensemble director there is um, Don McKinney. And so, yeah, they've, they've commissioned me to write a flute concerto, which is something I've always wanted to do. Like, it's it's been on my list to write a flute concerto for quite some time, and I didn't know when it was going to come up. But this is the ninth concerto that I'll be writing. They're writing the last eight for brass instruments and wind ensemble and um, an orchestra. So... I'm really excited to write a for a woodwind instrument. This is something I've, I've been wanting to do for a while and uh, I'm already working on it and uh, can't wait to see where that goes.
1: Do you think he'll be working pretty closely with Christina at any point to...
2: Yes, the yes, I imagine movie. so. Yes, yes, we'll get to work with each other hopefully sometime in the next year because it's not this this won't be premiering until 2025, so a year before the FNMC piece would be due. But yes, we will get to collaborate, which I cannot wait to do.
0: It might be too early for this question, especially considering that there are flute works between now and then. Do you have any ideas for the flute and piano piece FNMC commissioned?
2: I have ideas. Yes. I need to figure out which one I'm gonna go. Are I have you, ideas though. Yes. Are you open
0: to discussing any themes or topics, or is that not part of the Kevin Day process?
2: No, I I'm open to it for sure. I I the way my brain kind of has been working recently i i think a lot about rhythm when i compose music a lot of my music is very rhythmic and has that levels of different rhythmic intensity that i like to explore and so i think with this piece so far the the idea is kind of seeing how much i can kind of push that what 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 can, can i do as far as extended techniques what 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 can i do to really showcase different parts of the flute as well but as of right now, I mean, I I just I, yes, I have ideas for it. I just need to 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 choose one. Sure. <laughs> I have about three that I have about three that I'm trying to choose between. But but yeah, I should have some, something very soon, and I think it's going to be, you know, a, some kind of multi movement work, and just kind of we'll see where it goes. So.
0: A lot of our other composers have mentioned works that they're sort of interested in listening to as they root around for inspiration. And again, it's several years out. So if you're not there yet, just shush me. <laughs> Do you have any favorite flute pieces or flute pieces that you're like, oh, man, I really like this thing and in that one?
2: You know, I, I I I don't have any specific flute pieces, but there are pieces that involve flute that I love by some of my favorite composers. I take a lot of inspiration from Tania León, from from Valerie Coleman, uh, Marcos Balter, who I just oh, yeah. adore. I love the way he writes for flute as well. So I think those are like, the, those are three people, one, who have mentored me in some kind of way, and two, have been just, I just love what, what they do with the instrument. I think that that will be probably where the inspiration for this piece comes from.
0: Have you started digging into flute extended techniques yet? I understand it. it's <laughs> a wide field. It's
2: a it's a wide field, yeah. And I I I need to do more. I will sure. say that I I know I have a very limited knowledge. I think, but I I'm I'm open to learning more and to seeing kind of what has been done. You know, what sure. hasn't? What are some ways we can kind of go about it? But that's that's the wonderful part of this collaboration. Uh, process is that I get to kind of see <laughs> see how it goes and get to try new things get to experiment and uh, just kind of see what is the sound I want to go for for this particular piece so I'm I, I'm very open to that and I I can't wait to see where that goes
1: well don't be shy you've got our email we love talking shots so. true
2: I'll send some stuff your way for sure. Yes, yes, absolutely.
1: You really seem like your star is on the rise, which is very exciting to see. Does it feel that way? Has it been weird for you lately?
2: It's it? it's been it's been this ever like I I feel like I've been riding the wave for for a long time, and it mm-hmm. it began with the Euphonium Concerto clip that that happened to go on Facebook and and Instagram and all that. And that clip, I think, between those two platforms got close to a million views, which was just like nuts for a euphonium concerto to get that kind of attention. So, And that happened when I was 21. I'm 27 now, so it's just the last six years have been just... Yeah, it's been it's it's been a lot, a lot of changes, a lot of a lot of trying to figure out how to navigate all of this and at the same time, you know, maintain my personal life, maintain, you know, my life as a teacher, as a musician. So it's just, it's been a lot of trying to balance all of that while still trying to get through the rest of my twenties. So, but it's, it's, it's all happened very quickly, but I'm, I'm, I'm very thankful that, you know, there's a time coming where eventually I want to take a break and take a hiatus and, and, and kind of like give myself time to process everything that's happened. But, but yeah, we're just riding the wave and uh we're, we're seeing where, where it goes.
1: And we get can we get philosophical for a moment here? Sure. Because sure I think about, I, as a performer, I'm so excited by so many things that I'm seeing happening in classical music. Your music, the collaborations that you've had with performers. I mean, there are some really creative and exciting things happening in our world right now. But at the same time, all, all three of us also teach at the college level as, as do, I think, many of our listeners. And, and in that regard, times feel kind of hard, right? I mean, there are, Mm -hmm. you you keep reading these statistics about fewer kids participating in music and college admissions are declining and then universities are making drastic cuts, you know which makes it it, like this vicious Mm -hmm. cycle of trying to recruit music students and retain them. It feels difficult right now to to find, find the students who wanna do this and encourage them to be brave and do it and stick with it and yet, there are, there are these exciting things happening for people who are already in the field. Would you agree? I mean, do you feel like there's a, there's a sense of paradox happening right now in this way?
2: Yeah, I think for sure. And I, you know, at least with my, with my students in Canada, I, what I've been trying to do is just sort of help them to realize you know, realize the full potential of what's out there that you can do as a composer, as a musician. For a, a lot of them, they are kind of discouraged to go into music, as I was when I was younger, and you know all of that. But I, I'm, I've, I've been trying to t- to tell them like these are the things that are happening. These are the things that are out there. These are different pathways that you can choose, and to show them that like there are different ways that you can make a living as a musician, as a writer, as a composer. But yeah, I, I I can understand what you mean. There's there's this paradox of like there are are those who are trying to get into the field and trying to figure out what what their path is, and those who are already in it who may also be like like reconsidering what that looks like for them. And especially just speaking for myself through through going through the pandemic, that that helped me like in a way reevaluate what I was d- doing at the time and where I, I wanted to go with my life and. So, yeah, i think I think that's where a lot of us are at right now.
1: The pandemic feels like it was twenty years ago and also two minutes ago.
2: right. <laughs> so yes, yeah. I feel that
1: <laughs> um you mentioned earlier that that your school is really actively part of this conversation. how How do we train music students intelligently right now, which sounds exciting. are there Are there any examples of things that you think are really cool happening?
2: Yeah, I think I think the big thing is just I we're we're moving towards a direction that is is actively trying to give the students tools to help them as far as like music business goes. And like for those who want to do music industry, there's now different outlets and courses they can take to do that. One big thing we did that was really cool was we partnered with this recording company called Metalworks in Canada. And this is a recording studio that is used by Uh, Drake by Ed Sheeran by like some of the biggest pop artists and so they're opening up their 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 facilities to Laurier students who want to come in and learn how to mix how to master how to you know be a part of a recording session all those kinds of things which I think is really wonderful so it's in that front that's that's already happening now and I think the other part of it is also like Kind of expanding what what's happening with 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 classical music, with jazz, with all these different genres, and trying to find really creative wave uh, ways to kind of weave these all together. And 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 I I think it's it's really amazing that that's happening. So yeah, I think it's it's about preparing the students for not just for for their own creative passions, but to also realize that like there's so much out there that and that you can choose from. And and technology is a big part of that. And the industry is a big part of that. And it's it's a lot more that the, there's a lot more now than of course, I mean when I was in school, I didn't know half the stuff that was going on now uh, when I was, you know, a, a freshman in undergrad. I had no clue. And so I think it's great that that we're kind of showing them like these are the pathways to choose from.
0: Uh shifting gears a little bit. Uh, and you've already alluded to this in, in some of your earlier responses, but uh, who are some of your musical heroes?
2: Yes. So um Demondre Thurman who I've already shouted out a couple of times, one of the best you uh one of the best euphony players in the world by far and, and and just a wonderful friend and um so I look up to him. I look up to Uh, Some of my biggest influences in music have been uh, musicians like John Coltrane, like Kamasi Washington, Jennifer Higdon, as well as uh, I've mentioned Tanya Leon, Valerie Coleman, Marcos. And then also I'm inspired by artists like Kendrick Lamar. And um, I listen to a lot of, of his work. I listen to um, Tire the creator. I listen to Beyonce. So like, so there, there's a whole bunch in my playlist that I'm just <laughs> kind of circulating through between hip hop, jazz, contemporary classical music, indie music. It's all sort of there. So
0: I love that you have a complete food pyramid sort of of, of different styles.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, no, because I just, I I love listening to so many things and I'm listening to music all the time. And that's, that's really, I think, where sometimes I get my craziest ideas because I'm just I'm always plugged in and I try to hear like what what's happening what are people making and to me that's 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 always really exciting
0: yeah Well, and we hear from a lot of musicians and and some say they don't do a lot of music listening outside of their own creative practice do you think the sort of variety in flavors and styles is behind your hunger or is it just how you're wired
2: I think it's a little bit of both. Yeah. I, I, I've always been, been attracted to new sounds and, and, and new, new music. I mean, just, just like hearing what people are making. And also I think it's just like, for me, that, that, that helps me to like, in a way not to plateau and to like, not to, not to accept the way that I write now, but always try to figure out how can I change? How can I evolve as an artist? And that's, what's been helping me a lot.
0: I want to sneak in a question and it may not be fair given your relatively young age at this stage of your career, but (laughs) we've been asking a lot of folks what their dream collaboration would be if they could just sort of manifest an opportunity. Now I'm going to rephrase it for you. When you are old and gray Hmm. and retired somewhere tropical or or whatever suits you, (laughs) what opportunity do you hope... To look back and have had, or what what collaboration do you hope to have completed at that stage of your life?
2: Oh wow. Yeah, I didn't even think about that one.
0: Okay. Sorry, well that wasn't the answer there, is right. FNMC, of
1: course. That's just dream <laughs> collaboration. And it's already
0: happened.
2: Yes. Yes. <laughs> absolutely. Yes.
0: Well, it's, it's so fascinating um, to me because we've spoken to several composers and they'll say, like mm-hmm. an opera, but you've got one on the books. So where do you go? What do you, what else do you want to do? I think is it you know, I'm asking you.
2: Yeah. And that's a, that's a very good question. I mean, yeah, the, the opera thing came so unexpected and yeah, I mean that with, with the concertos as well, I, I I'm, once I do the flute one and then there's, there's one more that we're, we're working on the contract for, then I actually kind of want to take a hiatus from concertos because uh-huh. I've been just doing that sure. for a while but but what's after that I I'm really not sure I think my dream collaboration would be I don't know I want to collaborate with like a with a I don't know with a singer or a rapper or something like that like like just something like just off the wall but no I would want to do something like I, I don't know I would want to collaborate with that kind of artist like I mean Kendrick, Beyonce, like someone like that who like we we could do something with like you know with strings, with 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 jazz instruments, with all the with dancers. I mean, I don't know. It it could be something just just uh, uh, just off the wall. But I want to do something that's 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 kind of out the box, and I don't know what that looks like yet. But I. I I guess we'll see where, where life goes. So.
0: Okay. So Kendrick, Beyonce, if you're listening, Kevin is ready. (laughs)
2: Please. No, but I, I'm, I'm very excited for everything that's coming up and, um, just, it's going to be a year there's, there's lots going on, but I'm, I'm going to get through it all. I'm going to finish my doctorate and, uh, take a long break soon. Very, very soon
0: i know you're a different type of person than me because at your life stage i would have said i just hope to finish my doctorate and that would have been the end of it
2: oh yeah yeah
0: we believe oh. in you kevin we believe in you thank
2: man. you i appreciate it thank you
1: but if ever you do need i have a i have a friend who likes to set new year's resolutions that are very easy so that she she can say she did it you know so, so. <laughs> Just like when she's feeling really worn out on December thirtieth, she'll say, "My New Year's resolution is to take more naps this year." You know, so
2: I can relate. You, you could sprinkle
1: a little bit relate. of that into your life too.
2: <laughs> yes, I would appreciate that.
1: Well, I I feel like you're you're kind of teasing out answers to our favorite last question to ask already. So I want to I want to alter the question a little bit. Our favorite last question is always give us three pieces of music you're listening to right now and it could be anything maybe it'll be from people you've already listed here but as you as you tell us some things you've been listening to maybe um thinking more specifically about how you're educating us and and sharing you know maybe opening our worlds a little bit with with some of the things on your playlist
2: yeah sounds good well two of them since i since i'm preparing to go back and teach two of these these two of these charts are, are are things we're playing with the jazz ensemble that I'm I'm going to be working on so one of those is um it's a song called Cubauza and it's 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 an Afro-Cuban jazz chart written by Mario Bauza and it's really fun it's really cool there's lots of challenging <laughs> parts to this piece but it features two Styles one that um, he calls cubop, which is basically um, sort of like like samba and bebop mixed. It's like it's this really interesting combination. And then it switches halfway through the, the chart to a cha cha, oh. and so we're we're we're, we're in the cha cha for a bit, and then we go back to this cubop thing that happens throughout the rest of the thing. So it's a really cool chart. There's there's lots that I have to teach in that <laughs> for us to yeah. get that going. But that's one of the ones we're doing. The other one that I've been listening to a lot that we're playing is by Maria Schneider, who is someone who I've am in, in continuously blown away with as well. She has a chart called Data Lords that was nominated for the Pulitzer, um, I think a couple of years ago. But this chart is is a very interesting chart that deals with AI taking over the world, basically. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's it's there's a lot of, technological elements to it there's a lot of nuances between that and the instruments and so that's one that that i want to try with this group as well and it's it's a really cool really cool piece that that we're going to do and then the last one I've just been listening to just for fun is I've actually I've been listening to a lot of orchestra music recently I, I've I've been listening to I believe it was Symphony Number no. Three by composer Yoshimatsu I I've been listening to that on YouTube and I always go to Yoshimatsu's m- music as well for inspiration as well as Takamitsu and so. Um I just happen to be listening to that as well and it's a lovely piece that that has flute solos and like really cool things in it too so it's a mix of stuff like it is all the time I'm always listening to different things at once and it's all fusing together
1: Well Kevin thank you so much for joining us today I'm I'm really excited that we're starting this relationship I'm excited to work with you in in the coming years It's been great talking to you
2: And yes, I'm excited yes. to
0: hear all the flute pieces
2: Me too. (laughs) Me too. And I can't wait to work with y'all as well. It's an absolute pleasure. And uh, yeah, I can't wait to show y'all the new piece very soon.
0: Thank you for joining us for another episode of Music Crush. You can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You can also support the podcast, read show notes, and learn more about FNMC by visiting www.flutenewmusicconsortium.com.